Warning, the following podcast reviews everything and anything that Alan Tudor can do with his mouth, including chickens and a weird roly-poly thing that he Rolling is. Rolling noises. <laughs> uh, and there's course language. Heads up. A martini shaken. Shocking. Positively shocking. (laughs) Welcome to Shaken Not Nerd. I am your host, Tom, and you are listening to the podcast where we talk movies, video games, TV shows, and pop culture. I am joined by my beautiful co-hosts. First off, we will introduce you to the Fuzzy Dan. In order of beauty, of course. Yes, (laughs) thank you. Descend. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you, Tom. I'm here... With my chicken scratch. <laughs> it reminded me of the end of Robot Chicken. <laughs> it reminded me of the Muppet Show and Grover and, wait, no, Never Gonzo. And uh, whatever he was doing with those chickens, he was definitely fucking them. <laughs> 100%. Gonzo was fucking those chickens. What do you think that curved nose was for? Uh, oh. uh, with that being said, we have duty. <laughs> Speaking of fucking chickens, I don't know why. But I thought, uh, Speaking of fucking chickens. <laughs> that's That scene from, what is it, uh, the sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses, that Rob Zombie film, uh, Devil's Rejects. Yes. Where it's like, you can cut the head off that chicken, fuck it, and it'll go, why? Are you telling me to cut the head off a chicken, fuck it, and go, ah? <laughs> those films, wow. <laughs> they are amazing. <laughs> uh, for those playing at home, we're, we're, do- we're, we're, do- we're, we're, we're doing something we haven't done in a while. So don't, don't build me in the fucking chicken <laughs> boat. <laughs> so, 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 you so got a boat? <laughs> we're, we're actually doing a, a, a double episode recording thing here. Yes. And I think you can clearly tell. If you have recently listened to the end of the last episode, we got a little weird, and I feel like we're keeping that energy. That energy's just going straight into this episode. He started out about talking about killing babies last time. So now we fucking chickens. <laughs> Things are happening. Babies, people. fucking chickens. What are we going to be next? Uh, <laughs> the coffee is kicked in. What else can you do besides killing the fucking? Nothing. <laughs> that we can talk about Disney movies. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to be real good with the warning for this episode. <laughs> if you're a child listening for a review of Ray of the Last Dragon, you've come to the wrong place. <laughs> you're never look at a chicken the same way. Um. Or a child. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay. Alright, alright. So, uh, back on track. Um, so, we will talk a little bit of news, of course. And yeah. I think the, the, the news item of, uh, of the moment is that Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige, has announced that they will be re-headquartering Marvel to Sydney, Australia. So who's moving to Sydney with me? <laughs> I just bought a house and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty exciting, I think, uh, yeah. mainly because... They, they, well, they've started shooting um, Thor. Uh, Shang-Chi's in, being shot in Sydney as well. Yeah, no. so they're doing a lot of stuff. I mean, they've previously done the Matrix movies. I think um, Duty will tell us a little bit about Duty yeah, Matrix. Uh, yeah, yeah. M- uh, my mum helped with that. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Never yeah. heard that story before. Also, um, Mission Impossible 2, the best Mission Impossible was filmed in Sydney. But yeah, so there's, there's a lot of potential for filming within Australia. I think they're finding it easier. They're doing some TV shows. I know in Melbourne, um, they've expanded some of the studio space. Down Preacher here. was Melbourne, yeah. Preacher was here. Um, they've done others down here as well. They've shot, <laughs> I think, um, you'll remember that. Ghost 
Ghost Rider was shot in Melbourne. Was. Yes. A- apparently, we have some fairly nice tax benefits to yeah. shooting in Australia at the moment. Yeah. Absolutely. And and the fact that we are, you know, essentially COVID-free in the community makes it a lot easier for uh, people to move around, less restrictions where they're yeah. still clearly going through a lot of that within the, the US at the moment. So and Married at First Sight keeps going because they're in Sydney. There was no restrictions in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I think there's uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of benefits from them moving here, uh, making it cheaper, easier to shoot, especially for the next at least year or so um so, yeah, there's a lot so, of stuff. so he said five years five years is yeah. how long they're intending um and then extend if yeah oh, and they've got a lot of stuff like they're in the middle of like um you know doing all of the, the phase four stuff so i'm surprised yeah. they're doing it in sydney not melbourne because melbourne has marvel stadium i think there's well there'll be opportunities to shoot down here but sydney's easier to get in and out of so when you fly yeah, internationally yeah. internationally from the states they usually fly to sydney first yeah. it's more direct flights Plus, from there. how else will they make bondi little hollywood yeah pa- apparently people in bondi yeah, fucking they're not happy. are pissed off <laughs> they're not happy. <laughs> um, it's not just him it's zach efron um yeah that's right he's a he's a australian guy now as well yes uh, look, I think there'll be a lot of stuff. Like, there's a lot of stuff north of Sydney, uh, a lot of space for them to shoot. I know they're doing some stuff for, uh, yeah, for Thor. Thor. Yeah, and, and um, uh, the gu- uh, fucking Guardians of the Galaxy were down here as well. Uh, uh, Batista was in Sydney. Mm. Obviously, Chris Pratt was in Sydney. Like, there's there's well, photos of them on the set. That's what Foggy said. He wants he wants Guardians of the Galaxy shooting down here. Yeah. Um, and there was another one as well that he was saying he wants shooting down Captain here. Captain Marvel. Shang-Chi is yeah. being done down here. Yeah. We're getting a lot of leaks out of, um, out of Thor as well. So, we've got um, Natalie Portman. There's some stuff from her in there. So she's have, you seen the, have you seen the leaked photos of someone take, trying to take photos of Taika Waititi? Yeah. He's smiling at the camera, always just flipping them off. <laughs> and we did see oh, th- my favourite one was they're going to bring back the um, the Thor players they've called them yeah um, so uh, Sam Neill Matt Damon <laughs> yeah and uh, they've yeah. got um, uh, they're going to get Hella in the next one um, who's uh, I can't remember who it was I saw the picture but I don't I remember saw, who it was either uh, McCarthy uh, uh, McCarthy. McCarthy. yeah she's showing Jesus. up as uh, as Hella in the the new, uh, the new but it'll one. be interesting what, uh, sorry go on Oh, no, I was just going to say, in the pictures that Fuzzy was saying before of Natalie Portman leaked from the... Leaked from the... The set. The set. set. That's the word I wanted. Um, I was like, oh, okay, cool, because the headline says, uh, leaked photos of Natalie Portman as Thor in Love and Thunder. It's her in a hoodie. Yeah, there's a moment like there's actually a leaked video of her, and they it's it's basically her getting lifted up into the air, and she does all this sort of thrashing around. So, and I think it'll be her like getting her powers and all the rest of it. So, it'll be because uh, the the theory is she becomes Lady Thor. Yep. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be three Thors in this film. Yeah. So that's how they're going to go for Gore, the God Watcher. Because that's right. The whole thing with Gore is they had. Hero Thor, which is traditional Marvel comic Thor. They had Young or Viking Thor, which is Thor before he's worthy to use Molnir. And then they had King Thor, which is him as like an Odin sort of oh, style character. Yeah, he's badass. Uh, and those three Thors took on Gore, which is the God Watcher, which is the villain for the next movie. This Warning, move- there is some time travel shit that's going to get weird. Yeah, yeah, what's time travel stuff? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't think they're necessarily going to do that for this film because you'll have Natalie Portman Thor, you'll have Thor, and then you'll have Better Ray Bill. Yeah, interesting. So you'll have three mm. thoughts. Yeah, there's there's some stuff about like I've I've seen some leaked theories about um, uh, Jane holds Molnir, um, Thor holds Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. So it'll be interesting to well, see what's better. Ray Bill get because he has know. Stormbreaker. That's his. Know. That's his weapon. 
Who knows? Maybe he gets the unborn back. Maybe he becomes unworthy Thor. There we go. Um, and I've heard as well that um, that Fat Thor is gone. Thank God. Uh, so thank God. He's going to be Have back. Have you seen how his... fucking ripped he is? Yeah. Holy shit. He's got, apparently that's the whole thing that starts out. He's like you know, traveling with the Guardians, and he's been working out, and there's this whole body, you know, this whole him with uh, yeah, they're having their little you know titter. Tit a tat, where they're basically trying to be the best of uh, of each other. And yeah, I mean, I will say, that I fucking love the end of uh, yeah, uh, Endgame. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, of course you're in charge. <laughs> we, we all know who's, who's in, in charge. charge. <laughs> <laughs> the best fucking. Oh, fuck, that was, that was Are great. you mocking me? He's using my voice. Like, there's just well, some really just lowered your voice. I always talk like this. <laughs> <laughs> I just love you. You're a man. This <laughs> is an, this is an angel. This is a god. This looks, is a god. <laughs> he looks like a pirate. <laughs> this is no dude. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love the Guardians. It's, yeah, this, I, I'm looking forward to a little bit more of that, that kind of, yeah, yeah dialogue coming through. I'm so, I'm so yeah. fucking ready for that. I think we've good. had a lot of, like, serious Marvel, and I'd like to see some more fun Marvel, like the, like the quippiness. I'm yeah. not Bucky and the Cap obviously coming up soon, and they have their own thing going on. I don't know if I'd, I'm, I'm I kinda, ready for all of yeah you know, six I episodes like, of that. I can't. Yeah, six episodes. It's not fucking nine where nothing happens for the first eight. Um, <laughs> don't say that. Don't say yeah. that because there's going to be episodes where nothing happens. You're like, I just blow something up. It's, yeah. <laughs> I feel there will be episodes. I have a feeling bit. you're going to eat your words. I have a feeling. I I eat humble pie with. No, you don't. You <laughs> you've never seen a, a humble pie that you, you haven't not eaten. You've taken it. <laughs> Out of the fridge, you put <laughs> you, 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 you've put some cream on it. You've gotten ready why, to why eat the humble pie. The, why is pie in the fridge? Doesn't last that long. Cold pie. Bring it straight home. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's humble pie, <laughs> but it grows in the he's, fridge. <laughs> he's definitely refrigerating his humble pie. <laughs> Could you? I assume so. <laughs> Oh, yeah. well, it depends. Is it, is, it a, is it a pie in terms of warm or cold? Is it like? Did you have a humble is, a, is a humble pie a dessert pie or a savoury pie? Oh. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking like a dessert pie. Well, see, well, humble pie's not sweet. Huh? Humble pie's not sweet. It's tart. Uh, it's kind of, it, it's, it's medicine Oh, so it's a tart. <laughs> <laughs> or quiche. Humble quiche. You don't so, like oh, eating it. So it's an egg pie. I stand by a quiche as an egg pie. It's a yeah, vegetarian it pie because you don't like eating it, but, you know, it's good no, for you. There's, there's bacon in it. Is there? In humble pie. No. <laughs> no, <Nah>, humble quiche. <laughs> We use prosciutto in mine. <laughs> it's too, it's too sweet. When was the last time? It you does had... need to be a little bit salty. I agree with that. When yes. was the last time? You... Right. When was <laughs> the last time I ate humble pie? No, you had a dessert pie. All uh, the time. Not really? That, not yeah. I, I, I made pies in isolation. Hence my sveltness. <laughs> <laughs> I had key lime pie not that long ago. Key lime pie is delicious. It is delicious. I love it. It's my good. favorite pie. Anyway. Like, no, but you see, when I say pie. Dessert pie comes into my head. Yes, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back to Shaken Not Pies. Speaking of pie. I'd like to review it, do an episode reviewing pies. Oh, man. Like, let's just buy a couple of pies, sit down in here, have a camera on us or something, and just review pies. You know what? I'm okay with it. Can we do that instead of Justice League? <laughs> no, four hours of pie eating. <laughs> the, six, pies, this the six pies. Oh. Six pie structure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This this one tastes We've like a We've got depressed... an episode in the baking. Hey. This one tastes like a depressed alien. <laughs> All right. Speaking of pies. Black soup pie. And I'm just going to pretend this is a segue so that Duty can actually make this about pies. We have a sponsor. Oh, we do have a sponsor. What about pies? 
Ferguson Bakery. <laughs> uh, of course, it's Incognito Comics. They don't have pies in store, but Ooh. they've got something better. They've got books. Lots and lots of books. Uh, comic books. They Which have- can be baked into a delicious pie. <laughs> Book pie. There's one called Ice Cream Man. Apparently, right? Bookend your humble pie. Ooh. You could use the pies to hold the books up. <laughs> Let's speak about uh, food-related books. Chew, obviously, my Chew. Fa- one Chew of my favourite series. Chew is a, is a really, really good book. It's a detective that can uh, trace down origins and memories by eating things. He so. remembers the memories of food, so he yeah. can't eat anything that's been killed. So he eats lots of vegetables. Beets. No, he, beets the only thing he doesn't get a that's memory correct. from. Yes. So if he eats a banana, he sees the banana's life. So he sees it getting picked, he sees it growing... <laughs> He sees whatever. It's fucking crazy. So, yeah, like, yeah, when he's, he investigates murders by eating parts of the dead people. So ah, he can see, yes, yeah. I've heard of it. I've heard yeah. of it. And it's also in a world where chicken is illegal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bringing it back to the start of the show. It's fucking great. And there's yeah. this whole thing about, like, illegal fake underground chicken. chicken, fake chicken. It's fucking crazy. And yeah. uh, one of his uh, secret spy um, uh, heroes. Partners, yeah. Uh, is a like a, a like a crazy cyborg chicken thing. It's that's right. It's it's honestly one of the greatest books ever written. It's so much fun. So if you enjoy funny comic books that oh, are related to food, chew. And is he really good. he gets in a romantic relationship a relationship with a food cricket, a, a food cricket, um, who when she writes reviews of food, people taste it. So they can feel the emotion and understand that. Uh, like, there's a con- so, like, instead of going to fucking Nobu or something, if she went to Nobu and wrote a review on it, you would then have the experience of going, like, you would feel it. So she gets bored with her job and starts saying everything tastes like garbage and people are throwing <laughs> over the streets. It's fucking great. Like, everybody has these weird superpowers and one of the main villains in the book is, like, a, a vampire so he can absorb these superheroes' powers. So he goes yeah. around eating all of these people with these specific powers and becomes, like, this ultimate being kind of thing. It's That's a really fun Sounds fun. It, it really is. There's a lot of really cool ideas that go on on there, really good artwork as well. So, um, yeah, definitely definitely recommend it. There's heaps of series too. It's been out for a it's, while. It's been out for a while, while. Yeah, but um, of course you can find Chew, the fantastic book, and all these other great books at Incognito Comics at 32B Bignor Road, Moorabbin, or on their website incognitocomics.com.au. The link is in the description below. Mm. Mm. All right, and now time for the theme of this week, this weekly theme. (laughs) Chicken is illegal. We have (laughs) a new Disney film which focuses around a Disney princess, her dragon companion... And her animal sidekick. That's right, we're talking Mulan. <laughs> and, <laughs> and her relationship with her father. So, <laughs> it's every, it is like literally stereotypical Disney film, right? Yeah. It, so, yes, yeah, so that, that is. <laughs> I went to just pull up the, <laughs> the description on my phone just to, to get the summary. And it starts out 19 year old strip club promoter. And I was realised, no, that's for two hands, not uh, <laughs> looking at something completely different. Well, speaks, <laughs> we're going to Rhea and her dragon. Speak, is, all I can think of is like, while we're watching this movie, is me and Mon were just quoting Mulan. It's like, you know, the, the start of the movie's got one of those, like, sort of those Lord of the Ring esque, giving you a bit of a history on the world and all that sort of stuff like that. All these dragons have been turned to stone. Oh my god, okay. Uh, yes, I just woke up, and I am the great stone dragon. <laughs> yep, okay, like, I didn't actually think of it when I was watching it. It was literally just, I was like, how am I going to introduce this film? And I went, there are a lot of similarities to the animated Mulan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's oh, a lot oh, of the similarities. Oh, the live action Mulan. Yeah. I forgot what happened in that film. Good. 
Uh, there's a lot of similarities. She to, chases a chicken. To Mulan. There's a lot of similarities as well to Avatar The Last Airbender yes. Yes, and just is. the world that they create within that. The first 10 to 15 minutes of this film is fucking exposition. Like it's just setting up this world and I feel like they should have just spent $20 million and bought the fucking Avatar property. Like just literally just... But no okay. one bends I was about to say that the, the Fire Nation... Uh, well, the Fire Nation. Uh, Avatar <laughs> was able to do it in like... 30 seconds yeah but like you know they, they did have a lot of time to like set up over like yeah, they set up a world and they just delve into it more deeply over time and you learn more about it over time they tried to do that within the first 15 minutes of this film and set up that entire universe so like kids start fucking taking notes I had to I struggle keeping up with it as an adult like I can't imagine yeah. what kids are going through like holy shit there's a lot going on here there's colours and there's you know there's different nations and there's fucking ancient dragons and now the different nations were called one thing but they're different things now and oh this happened and it just it was rushed but, but, that's, but that's even the thing in, in the setup in the first 15 minutes of it where it goes through all of the nations and goes and these are this nation and they are savages and this is this nation and they're fancy you could have told that literally by the way they looked when they actually introduced them. You didn't no, you had to have them bring out the big axe and slam it into the ground. You didn't. They didn't need to say any of that. Like that's what they look like when you saw them. It's like show, don't tell. <laughs> yeah, there was. A, there, it is there, a kids movie, so you need to do both. Yeah, and that's. Uh, but it's just hard. Like I think when they're trying to establish a new property, like it's when in, in this this sort of mythical world, mm. rather than setting it in sort of a real world environment or something that we previously have known about, they're trying to create something brand new. You know, 15 minutes of your two-hour movie is set up, it's setting up that world so you understand what's going on. Okay, now we get where we're at. Now we're 15 minutes in. Now let's start what's going on. And it just, it's its a lot to take in, I thought, first mm. up. It's, uh, it was a film. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so basically we have uh, the, the main character, Raya, um, is... Uh, Marie Tran. Yes, she is a princess, Disney princess, an actual real-to-goodness princess, um, and she is a protector of a dragon stone, which has magic powers, which is keeping the bad guys at bay. The evil Yeah, yeah. yeah. The form yeah. of blighty thing. Yes. It's, it's the, the fucking little vile thing that Frodo gets. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they keep Shelob at bay. Ah, the, the water, the, the tears, the light of Elendril. That's, That's it. the one. Yeah, fucking nerd. I am such a nerd. It was even last night they were talking about the scene stones. Yeah, um, and they were just like, "Oh yeah, what are they called?" I'm like, "Palantir." Just like, where does this all come from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> we were talking about that last night. Um, so yeah, basically, they, they at the start the uh, the tribe or the, the the faction of people that hold this you know this dragon stone is yeah. uh, Raya's family, and they they're protecting it, and they're trying to bring all these other separate separated tribes together so that they can be one nation again rather than five separate tribes. Yes, and basically, there's some backstabbing that goes on, and the stones are separated. And well, the stone is separated into five separate pieces. Each of the tribes luckily gets one piece because that's very important to the story later yes, on. It, yes, it is. <laughs> very convenient. And basically, all the bad, evil, bad things come back to life. And then we cut to six years later. Don't you love a good six years later? Uh, <laughs> by the time that came up on the screen, yeah. My uh, Mrs. Duty and I had already had half a bottle of rose. We started the <laughs> bottle of rose at the start of the film. Yeah, and we went. Oh my god, this movie is so fucking stupid. Actually, serious question on the six years later thing, and this is getting into probably one of the more nitty gritty details of it. Sure. Um, 
the kid who runs the shrimp prawn whatever he was doing the restaurant prawn boat yeah prawn boat um his family are we assuming his family was frozen six years ago yes in which case that guy would have been like three and running a Prawn yes. boat from the time he was three. Okay. Yes, yeah. right, there's a lot of age <laughs> things. There's oh, a lot oh, of weird. There, there's more with that with the fucking the toddler. Uh, oh, yeah, the baby. No, no, yeah. but it could have been that they're, they're still free. Like, so when the 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 bad evil things touch exactly. people, they're they turn around. to stone. Um, so yeah, they they could have still been around during that time and then t- turned to stone at That's a later, true. Uh, later point. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, basically, this film follows Raya through her journey to. Uh, Access or find the last dragon, the um, last Airbender, the last Airbender. Yes, who will help? Uh, she's she's looking for help to bring the dragon back so she can connect all the stones together and restore everything back to normal. And Disneyness ensues. It's just uh, you know we travel through all of the individual lands and we see all the different peoples and they you know they pick up these people along the way. So there's a baby that's a, a thief. It's a con baby. Oh, so <laughs> fucking stupid. A con baby What's was stupid. What's wrong with the con baby? Con baby was stupid. Yeah. Con baby, like, this, it's this, it's it's like a 15-year-old kid trapped inside a baby's body. Like, it just, yeah, and the monkeys, stupid. and. Uh, Did you like that? Huh? Did you like the con baby? No. Oh, thank <laughs> God. Uh but yeah, like I look, I liked some of the world, uh, the world set up. Like once it was, you know, twenty minutes into the film, when it's all built, I liked how it was set up. And like, you know, the world is set up around this giant sort of river, which looks like a dragon, and all of the the factions are called parts of the dragon. So we have uh, yeah. Fang and Spine and Heart and Tail. I did not pick up on that. Yeah, there you go. They so, literally say it a lot. Like, Say it. <laughs> Bottle of rosé, Tom. <laughs> Bottle of rosé. Um, so, yeah, so the, each of them are different parts of the of the dragon, yeah, which is yeah, called, yeah. I think, Kumandra, I think is the name of the, the land yeah, the that land. they're in. Yeah, it's Kumandra. Um, and so they want to form that nation again. So they, they travel through each of these different parts of the land, obviously. To yeah. get each done. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, they collect all these people along the way. But there's... The, the main holdout is uh, is Fang, I think, is the bad guys. Yeah, Fang are the bad guys. Yeah, Fire um, Nation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and I think the thing, like, ensemble piece, obviously, and then you get to the, the, the moral of the good old story where it's like, you need to trust people. Uh, look, I was so fucking angry at how this <laughs> film ended. Like, I laughed. I'm just going to say, just we're just doing complete spoilers on this. Yeah, like, I, the this, movie's this, not- this sort of, I feel like this sort of film we can. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the ending of that. The film is very much Guardians of the Galaxy, but they're not holding hands to share the mind stone. They all have their own fucking power stone. They're all holding a stone. <sighs> this is the thing I, I, I like I, that really angered me about all of this. Like this ending, like everybody you know in the the party trusts everybody else, and that's the whole. When they find the drag, yeah, you know, the last dragon, she's like, "You got to trust people, and you got to learn how to let go of all this, you know, previous badness." But the the character from Fang, who they try and connect with, constantly, not just once, but several times. Cheats and backstabs and lies and shoots the dragon. Shoots the dragon and does all these things to not be trustworthy. And there's no like you know, there's no moment where she would say within herself, "I've got to trust these other people. I'm going to communicate with them because she doesn't have to." She mm. at the end, she has all the stones. She can survive. She doesn't have to trust anybody, and they trust her for no reason whatsoever. And there's no redeem a redemption of that character at all. 
Like they're just, you know, no one ever, she never says sorry for doing anything. She never apologizes. She constantly cheats and lies and still becomes forgiven by everybody else at the end. So there's no character arc redemption yeah, for her. Very valid. Which, is, which I found really frustrating. Like there should have been a point where she goes, I'm sorry. Like, you know, she kills the dragon and then at the end and uh, basically causes, you know, basically her whole civilization to fall apart. And she still fights Rhea. Like, that that should have been the point where her mother's turned to stone. Everything's falling apart. She should have then said, I'm sorry. How do we fix this? Mm. But that was because it wasn't necessarily her who shot the dragon because Rhea smacked her hand with the sword, didn't she? Isn't that what happened? Like, yeah. she flinged it at her and that's what made her actually pull it. Although she was the shaking on whip. the trigger. Yeah. The bloody sword whip. The dragon tail. I liked it. The it was a dragon tail sword. It's oh, the fucking thing from The Last Jedi. It was a dragon tail sword. Yeah, I liked I, it. I, I it was cool. It was kind of stupid. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, made, it made me think of the Last Jedi though, because one of the Praetorian guards have a fucking same thing. They got a, a sword whip. that turns into a whip. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. pretty cool. Um, I, I liked the animation style of this film. I thought there was some really cool animation, especially in the fight scenes. Like the action sequences were really cool. I did like that. Yeah, the, the start where she's like, you know, you won't put one foot on the the fucking temple ground or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, I feel like that. Maybe that's one thing, and maybe it's the fact that I had to watch this on a small screen. Yeah, um, is that I recall how impressed I've been with Disney animation going through the years, and despite mm. the fact if you look back at some of the older ones and some of the newer ones, they've come really far. There was nothing leaps and bounds more impressive about the CGI in this one compared to some of the other recent Disney films. I don't know. Yeah, that's what you mean. I think so, some of the like the main characters and the, the action sequences, yes. I think the one thing that really let it down was the animation style they chose around the dragons. It made it super cartoony. And I know that sounds weird in a you know, in Disney, an animated yeah. movie, but like it made it that, like this cartoon character within a world that you're trying to make sort of semi-realistic. Yeah. And you know, I would have thought something a bit more, you know, dragon like this is very mushu like very similarly oh, yeah. like characterized as a mushu kind of character so uh, just yeah. it, it kind of lost me a little bit in that the, how they chose to portray those mm. the, the dragons so it just took it away from that yeah i know it's a, a, a movie with magical dragons took it away from that realism part of it but like yeah. just made it a little bit too much of a oh okay i'm definitely watching a cartoon now yeah. I was a, I did have an overall just issue with the ensemble that they put together throughout the movie. Sure. Um, I think that the, 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 there's a sweet spot for balancing comedy. Yeah. Throughout these, and I feel like you need. But in this entire ensemble, she was the only straight man from the team of the main people that. Everyone else was just comedic effect. See, which, I thought I thought uh, um, Benedict Wong did it all Benedict right. Benedict Wong was all right. He was the big guy. Yeah. Because he was kind of half straight man, but he was occasion- he'd occasionally say funny things. And it was kind of like... You reckon he was half straight man? I thought he was just meant to be dumb the entire time. No, he was, he was very much Batista. Like, yeah, he was very much that Drax kind of character, yeah. which says funny things, but like is not supposed to. So I thought he was good. But yes, I see your point. Like you needed a bit more of relief. Yeah. <laughs> relief from the comedy relief. Exactly. You need, it needed a little bit more seriousness to it in some points. Now yeah. let's have a baby thief. Baby thief with b- baby monkey ba- thieves. Baby monkeys. And also it makes absolutely no sense that the, that somehow the baby thief connection was what caused that part of the country to want to then make peace. 
after mm. it was determined that the head of that part of the country was an asshole. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, again, it speaks to that oh, redemption, lady, yeah. like that, that <coughs> redemption, character redemption, character arc at the end, like, okay, it's just accepted that, like, everybody's connected together again. Yep. Now. So, like, yeah, okay, we've survived, okay, we're back. Everybody's friends, when previously they weren't. So, you know, nothing is, there's no change, there's no, you know, there, there is no arc in that, that ending part, but I think, I mean, it's a two-hour movie. And I think they struggled to to wrap up that part at the end because they did so much of the build up, and you know, fifteen minutes at the start on exposition and setting it up. You're not really into the film until thirty to forty minutes in, and that's a long time for a kids' film. So they just kind of yeah. have to go, snap, snap, snap. Let's get it to the end. I suppose it's just to make it shorter because yeah, it is a kids' film. Like yeah, Hercules is on Mil- OG Milan and stuff. They're not two hours. They're like what ninety minutes. Yeah, that. I think people are too scared to make a film that's less than. One hour fifty now. I think yeah. one hour fifty is pretty much the shortest film you're going to get nowadays. Well, yeah, this is yeah one fifty seven. I think is the yeah, yeah the With total fifteen minutes. And, of and you know what? It's fucking refreshing. Sitting down and watching having a film done in two hours, so nice. Sometimes, just imagine what it's going to be like to watch <laughs> Justice League, which is twice as long. Over four hours, it's like four hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about some of the uh, the voice actors in this as well? Yes. So we had uh, Aquafina as uh, Sisu the dragon. Yes, N- interesting. I much prefer her pretending to be Danny DeVito in uh, Jumanji. Yes, fair enough. <laughs> she was great as Danny. Huh? What? I mean, it's Jumanji. <laughs> Jumanji two. Say what you fucking will, but the Rock being Danny DeVito. I never saw it. Did you? No. It's on Netflix. Give it a watch. No. There's one. (laughs) I refuse. The Rock pretending to be Danny DeVito is fucking fantastic. Because it's just, you know, big shit brick house. The Rock is going to, he's doing like all the Danny DeVito mannerisms. (laughs) He'll get blown up and they respawn. (laughs) It's solely Danny DeVito's fault. (laughs) They all just look at him and he just goes, what? (laughs) It's fucking great. Um, who else did we have in this film? We had uh, Sandra Ellen, O. Uh, Sandra O was in here. Yep. Um, we had the main actress was uh, Kelly Marie Tran. Um, so Rose. Yes, that from is correct. Wars. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Benedict Wong. We've talked about as well. Um, and I, I did. I did like the fact that they did use a bunch of uh, Asian actors in this one to do the voice acting because it is you know predominantly portrayed as an Asian uh, Asian film. So yeah. very much like that. You know, they talk about kanji in this film. It's very much Chinese. Um, sort of Chinese mythological history kind of thing mixed in with yeah. modern culture. So yeah, yeah, very interesting. But yeah, like I like the fact that they used uh, Asian actors to do that. Yeah, yeah, it, you know, it. I think they did the same thing with Mulan mm. as well. Yes, the, the OG Mulan. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, it's. It's a, it's, a, it's a kids film, <laughs> yeah. like, and, and that's not to say you know kids films are good or kids films are bad because there are so, there are some really fucking great kids films, but yeah. I don't think the audience is deliberately kid based, and yeah. I think this is deliberately made not to sound like a future bad parent, but to shut your kid up, like you know, <laughs> to put it on and they're fine for two hours or whatever it might be. But it's not like one of those ones where for me it's like it's, it's, it's Toy Story. You, see, it's, you have to watch Toy Story. But you see, it's fantastic. The ones like these are the, probably the best ones. And Fuzzy might be able to attest to this. <laughs> he may agree. I certainly have experienced this with my nieces, is mm-hmm. ones like these, because they don't have songs. 
Yeah, which was, yeah. Which was nice. I did like the fact that they chose not to do music in this film. So, yeah. Um, there's, no, there's also no songs in the live-action Mulan. No, but... No. That's bad. <laughs> film shouldn't be watched again but by see, anyone. Like, Ch- I, children or adults. If, if we're talking about like you know Disney films and comparing it to the ones that did have songs in them, Frozen. Uh, look, n- not so much Frozen. I'm thinking more Moana. Like this Moana kind of, song is great. Moana, and that's what I'm about to say. I, th- I think yeah. Moana is a great film. I really enjoyed it. I think everything about that film was really well done. I preferred Moana to this. I, I think do. there was like, and Moana creates its own universe, and there's a lot of you know story that they have to fill in. And they nowhere tell the story really near well. as much as this, nowhere near as much as this. And I think they did that better. So the execution of a film like Moana was better than this. Yeah, I think I still need to watch Moana end to end because my nieces were obsessed with it, and it used to be on every day when I got home from work at Monday. So I've seen the entire film. Just, just not in one sitting. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I will say, Moana, an hour 53, feels shorter than this film. Mm. I feel like there's no real marketing for this movie as well, Like because the trailer came out and we talked about it when, you know, however many episodes ago when the trailer first dropped. I'm like, yeah, whoopie fucking do it. It's like, well, now it's out. I remember seeing it around a while ago, like months ago. Yeah. It kind of it kind of showed up the trailers and then just kind of disappeared. So and then just it's on and, Disney Plus for thirty five dollars. Horrendous <laughs> pricing. No, no. What, so what is it? Thirty five dollars. Yeah, as a as a pay per view thing on um, until it goes Disney to Plus or yeah, like until it gets to the free forty something dollars for something else. What was the forty dollars thing? I think that's um, if you purchase it uh, without having the membership. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So it's Disney Plus membership, plus, and then you have to pay. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's it's a lot. Um, but yeah, I think you you look at some of those those films that they do now, and you think, well, this one you can wait for. I don't oh, think shit, it's. Yeah. I don't think this, this is, is a film that I would recommend going out to, out of your way to watch. No, I'd say it's when it comes out as part of your Disney Plus package. Yep, totally fine. Hundred percent. Yeah. No. Yeah. If 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 you've got kids or you're interested in, in uh you know. It's not worth $35. Fuck no. Just no. wait a month or two until it goes to free um, because you can just watch Moana again or you can watch the Aristocats or <laughs> Detective something. I think I'm actually thinking on that now, though. Like $34. Yeah. $34.99. So the 46 was including your monthly yeah. subscription. Yeah. Um, two kids, mum and dad, if you were going to the cinema... Well, and truly, how, how, you would spend a shitload more than that. Well, the 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 pricing now, so it's it's at least twenty five bucks for an adult. So if mum and dad both going, there's fifty bucks plus. You know, it's I think it's like eighteen or twenty bucks for a kid. So you're looking yeah. at least you know it's nearly seventy dollars just to sit on a seat in a theatre. Yeah. So absolutely cheaper to watch at home um, if yeah, for purchasing price. But I, again. I would not go out of your way to see this. You know, not na- this film. Yeah, it's not a it's not a must watch right now. Is it uh, yeah. when you wait till June? And plus, yeah. I think the, the, I watched this with Little Fuzz at home, and I think he got lost in it. And he's you know nearly ten, so the somewhat it, target audience. It's, well, pretty much, yeah. And yeah. he loves all these films. Loves watching you know Disney films. Loves watching all of those. Has enjoyed Moana and Frozen and all the rest of them in the past, but got lost in this one and was yeah i can tell he get when he gets bored because he starts rolling around the couch and like <laughs> lying up on the back of the couch and standing up and leaning over the couch like it would there was just he was not as attuned to the film as he probably should have been i think there was just too much going on there's a lot of stuff but nothing really fucking happens as well 
Yeah, and that's uh, again. I think we we spoke about with one division like pacing of things. Like this yeah. one was, they tried to pace it as best as they could, but they just there was too much of of, of everything going on. So that world building took too long, and yeah, they just weren't able to yeah. let the the dramatic moments sit and sink in as as properly well as they should have. When they got all the gems, it was literally just boom, 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 boom. There's the first four. Let's do the rest of the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, do we? But you know, obviously, we're. I'm not a huge fan of this film. It doesn't seem like we're fan, fans necessarily of this you know, film as well. It has problems. Yeah, it's not that bad. Like no, it's I, not bad. I, I have a, a. It was a stupid question that both my wife and I were yelling at the television. <laughs> um, the start of the film where these b- black fucking uh, evil spirits or whatever come out and they turn people to stone and all that sort of shit like that. Mm. The dad gets shot in the knee because he was an adventurer. Yeah, and then um, when he comes out of it, he's not limping. <laughs> yeah, that. And um, Notice that. <laughs> he just picks up Rayu and puts her in the river because these you know monstrous things can't touch water. They're, you know, they're, their weakness is water, just like whatever. Um, Would you walk around with a squirty bottle? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, speaking of that, look, what what happened to those big cats? They teased like these big giant cats that the the Uh, fans were riding, and they just disappeared. Where the fuck did the big cats go? I want a big cat fight. Well, it was was like. (sighs) Sorry, what was your question? Ray's Ray's dad gets shot in the knee, then, just like the Rocky, if he gets his shot, and then he's at the bridge and he throws Raya and the stone off the bridge into the water, and for starters, Mon just went. Those things are weak to water. Why doesn't the dad just jump over the bridge? He is holding her off the side of the bridge. He just needs to lift his feet off the ground and t- over he topples. He's alive. Yeah, he but survived. he couldn't have been able to swim because he was shot in the knee. You can swim with... <laughs> he, he used to be an adventurer. His adventuring life is now over. Right. <laughs> Secondly, Mon went, okay, little kid gets thrown off a bridge into the water with a stone. She's dropping that stone. She's not finding that stone again. She's dead a week later. <laughs> like, mm. Sorry. You need to have that sort of thing. If, if, she might be a strong swimmer. If I put up a tennis ball in your head and throw you off a bridge, you got to keep holding on to that tennis ball? No, you're not. I'm, when I, you hit the water, it, you go... If, if, you deal, if it's like life and death, I could, I reckon. That, that, that kid... We're not testing Everything it. would have happened so fast for little Raya is the cognitive processing of holding onto the fucking stone getting thrown off a bridge <laughs> would not be there. <laughs> okay. Uh, 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 if, I feel like they should have just like put her in a basket and then just pushed the basket out or something. So here's what I'm going to do, Duty. Yep. We're going to throw you into some ra- rapids from a height okay. with a flotation device in your hands and see whether you hold on to that flotation device. You won't. Because yes, you would. You'll drop it when you fucking hit the water because of the shock, and then you'd be like, then you'd be going, "Where the fuck is it?" And you'll never find it. You're not gonna hold on to it. You'd hold on to it. Nah, you would. I don't reckon you would. I reckon you would. Just the rabbit. Uh, find it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next week's episode <laughs> with special guest Ian back on the show. Yeah, I, I, I feel like after doing rounds, I feel like we should do one episode at some point. In New Zealand, and we should do a live episode at the fucking bungee jump, and we go, here's a tennis ball, hold on to it and jump off the bridge. Well, it wasn't as high as a bungee jump location. Yeah, but you also didn't fall under rapids, so... <laughs> <laughs> come see, come serve, motherfucker. I'm going to study things. She's going to rewatch that scene over and over again. Also, she has a giant roly-poly thing. 
What the fuck is it? It's a tuk-tuk. How does... How does... The, just, the saddle. How does the saddle stay on? What, <laughs> you right? I just, I just need to know the physics of how that stays on to a rolling giant a, wheel. A, a beetle, a pause, A paused. Because I was curious. Yes. It looks like it's attached at the sides... And then doesn't actually touch the top of it. But how? There must be <laughs> some, she get on it some form of gyroscope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if these primitive peoples have developed gyroscope technology at this point in time. They may have. They may have. I'm not disputing that they may have, but it's not like a common technology that's spread anywhere else or seen anywhere else in this world. It's just her and her giant fucking beetle thing. Magnets. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that that one, that one. You got me. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a good point. Like, how does the fuck does the, the harness or the saddle stay on the tuk-tuk that spins? How does she get on top of it? Ah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> nope. Magnets. <laughs> How do they work? It's it's very, yeah, no, very bizarre. Um, there's, there's a lot of things in this movie that kind of don't make sense and kind of don't get explained properly. They just kind of are. And you just have to accept it and go along with it. So... And the, the I mean, it's like, but like I'll, I'll talk to Moana a little bit again. Like, you know, there, there was that, that, that film had physics and you know, a, a, a world that kind of... And a chicken. ...developed over time. Like, you, you understood how things worked and you got better at it and there was the sailing thing and learning to sail and all the rest of it. So there was story and development for the characters. I never thought that any of the characters got developed or any of the things got explained more than surface explanation. This is just mm. the way things are. These people are savage because they are. And, you know, these people are evil because they are. And you just accept it and move on. I think that just it just lost me. And no, that- I don't think... Yeah, I, I think fair enough. I think they tried to do way too... Like, having the five different locations are probably too much. Yeah. You cut it down to three... Maybe yeah. they would have worked a bit better. Absolutely. You can cut out the the, the ninja con babies. You can cut them out of there right away. Well, this entire movie was a fucking fetch quest. <laughs> it was. Well, yes, it was. It was a MacGuffin. And that, yeah, the entire time I'm sitting there just going, I fucking hate fetch quests. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it was. Go here, get this, come back. Go here, get as, this. Go as, here. As is Endgame. <laughs> yeah, but that was at least done in an entertaining way. <laughs> no, but I was just mm. on the argument of fetch quests. Oh, yeah, right. As, yeah. as is... Um, actually, a lot of Marvel. <laughs> Go here to do, to fetch this. Oh no, wait! You've got to do this for me so that you can get the thing that you want here. Yep. They, 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 they. Holy shit! You're right. Fetch quest within fetch quest. Marvel is a big fan of MacGuffins. They love them. There's always you a new one. Blown my fragile little mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. There's. Uh, yes. It's interesting. Also, another thing I brought up with Mon <laughs> is when the kid- one more, one more <laughs> thing. <laughs> Fuck, that was a good show, that Jackie Chan It was show. a good show. Um, they had MacGuffins too. They had the little... Uh, the Talismans. Re- talismans. I used to get Did you the, watch it, Fuzzy? No. The Jackie Chan animated Jackie show? Jackie Chan. Give it a watch. It's fucking no. rad. <laughs> it was actually like the animated adventures of Jackie Chan or something. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah it's cool. And it, it's voiced by Jackie Chan. Yep. Did he disown his children in that one too? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Getting deep on Jackie Chan. <laughs> They used to have those those news those uh, news agent things like go in every two weeks and you get the activity book and the and a little fucking medallion as well. And I used to collect those because I wanted all the medallions to be like Jackie Chan. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> there's the start of the film where the two Raya and 
other character who's evil. Um, as their kids and they're talking and all that sort of stuff like that. I actually don't know that. I actually don't know the villain's name. Sinbad. <laughs> I have no idea. There, there was a lot of in this in in this film. There was a lot of stuff going on. So yes, it's it's understandable that you don't. Know. I don't know the dragon's name. It's just Aquafina. Sisu. Sisu. Yeah. What? Sisu. Sisu was the bad guy. Is that a soup? Uh, Namari was the uh, Namari. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. Look, it's understandable. They rush and they rush through a lot of the like. Okay, here's a new character. This is their name. They say it once, and then you fucking forget about it. So I can't remember any of the other names. Um, like I'm just looking. I'm literally looking at the list now and going, "Oh shit, that was the name." Uh, so Tong was uh, Benedict, Wong, Benedict Wong's character. I so don't recall that ever being said. I don't recall it at all. Like they just they just introduce characters and they just never have enough time to develop them or do anything with them other than go, "Okay, you just see the surface of who mm. they are, and that's that's enough for you to know enough of their personality." Uh, yeah. So they just become almost background images than more than actual developed characters yeah. themselves. And you, you think about it, like like even Raya herself, just like the only ever thing she does at the end is let go and uh, I'm going to trust people. But that's not real. Like even then you can't, there's no reason for her to do that. There's no character thing that says I should trust you just that the dragon said so. So I'm going to do what the dragon said. It's kind of. I mean, I'll listen to a dragon. Well, yeah, but it's also the same dragon who has already proven that other people aren't to be trusted because Cause she, she trusts that yeah. she does it earlier in the thing, and then it doesn't work one time and works the next time. It's 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 almost like trust everyone, get burned a couple of times, but trust everyone. <laughs> you should always yeah. trust people until you shouldn't. <laughs> What's the fucking moral of this thing? Like, the whole thing is like, yeah, don't just give trust out, fucking earn it. You know what? I actually probably <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, that should have been the thing. You have to earn trust, and there's that whole exactly. thing. And yeah, it just doesn't happen. Once you got someone's trust, then you fuck. If you're sweet, you're golden. Don't just give it out like fucking sex po toy bags. And that's the thing. You know, she's tried to, you know, at certain points to trust this other character. I trust her. I'm going to trust her. That per- the person betrays her trust. Why again? What has she done in the subsequent time since that point to earn the trust back again? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing like there's nothing like. Welcome it, to Raya and the Last Dragon. It's the just, Last Trust. That's <laughs> frustrating. She like. literally had big eyes when she saw the dragon. <laughs> that's well, that's why the dragon trusted her. Yeah, she looked at her face and just went, "You know what? I like your face. <laughs> you definitely got a face going on." <laughs> It's, I think there was just there was a lot of Disneyfication of this film where it's like okay we've got these elements that we have to put in there always has to be some father daughter bond uh, that we d- discuss and you know, build over time holy and, shit yes you're right yeah, yeah and, always oh, happens yeah. in every single I've Disney never film. picked up on that MacGuffins father daughter bond yeah and if you notice normally it's always one or both absent parent yep in majority of Disney films holy shit. And it's mostly the mother has died um, from for some reason or left or something's gone on. But yeah, mostly died. So it's an old widower, and like he's trying to connect with his daughter. No, I don't think any. Uh, not, I don't think any of the Disney princesses come from full parented families. Yeah. Uh, 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 Frozen. Um, they they had parents. No, yeah, both, both died. died. But they had parents. Yeah, and they no, grew no, up with yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, at the time of when you're actually, uh, well, they uh, all had parents. They were all some born. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about how babies work. <laughs> Speaking of fucking chickens. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think like they they tried like there's a lot of Disney elements in this film, and that they tried to put together. There's always a moral of whatever you know, doing something is you know doing this is a good thing, and that character consistently does that over the film and learns at the you know or learns something over the time, and it just. The, the moral of this film was continue to trust people even though they do not Shouldn't do have it. don't do that like oh, yeah. it's it's not a good moral to have I don't think like constant trust for apps blind trust for no reason is not a good moral to share with kids yep mm, yeah and I think <laughs> I think uh, thing trust right me now, get in this, the van this, this <laughs> 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 well it's not gonna happen <laughs> twice <laughs> oh fuck Oh Jesus! Uh, trust me, this candy don't, won't make you sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gross! With that, uh, I, I must say uh, on on what you were saying oh, there. He's painted the dragon on the side. <laughs> Want to come see my dragon? <laughs> and with that, <laughs> let's go to our ratings. <laughs> Dude, what would you rate this one? Uh, <laughs> five. It's uh, you know that episode of The Simpsons where uh, uh, Homer's like, because he gets results, you stupid chief. Dad, sit down. That was me. <laughs> I was yelling at the TV. I was getting up and getting more booze. Constantly talking to the TV, going, "This is stupid. This is stupid. This is stupid." Mm. The, the 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 thing for me, like you know. You, th- you think you have a little friend and you go share with a stone and she tricks you and you fight her and then you keep this ran- random fucking dragon ornament necklace hairpiece fucking... I can't remember what it was. But that- MacGuffin. MacGuffin. That thing, you keep it. And I'm like, why the fuck would you keep it? This dude just fucking double-crossed you. Your dad is stone. Everything is to shit. Why would you keep this? If anything, you'd keep it to stick it up her ass. Like, that's why maybe, you'd keep maybe it. Maybe she did. But no, she was like using it in a fucking thing to try and call out the dragon at the start of the film, being like, oh, maybe this is where the dragon is. She, she puts it out. I'm like, why? Literally put that thing on the end of your sword or something. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, five. 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 Uh, look, I, I think the uh, I did watch this on the proper 4K OLED screen, and I thought it was uh, the animation style has been constantly improving for, mm. for Disney. I think that's been really good. Um, you know, we saw Soul recently, and that's you know the animation. Watch that one, yeah. It's it, like the animation is just like getting much better over time. I'm, I'm really enjoying how they're um, progressing these things. Mm. Uh, to the, down to like you see moments where um, uh, Raya hugs Sisu like as in her dragon form, and you see all the the individual furs and things like that going all sorts of different mm. ways. So they they're taking a lot of care and attention to those those details. Um, the the action sequences, like the fight sequences, are amazing. Like they really for animated fight sequences, really really good. There's lots going on. There's um, yeah, I enjoyed the the sort of whip sword thing. Like just a as a as a concept within the film, as a, a different style of weapon. I thought it was really cool to to use that. So yeah, and and of like a fully like I know we say we didn't. I said there's no sort of character development for Raya over time, but we get her in this sort of you know we see a little bit of her training, but she's as fully developed fighter so you don't have to go through those you know back sequences where she's learning to be cool she's you know cool at that certain point she just never progresses past it um 
So, yeah, I think, yeah, lots of disappointments with the story and how it was written and just, you know, oh, fuck, okay, there's the tick box. You know, we've done these things. Alan Tudyk's voice. <laughs> how the fuck he gets roles as chickens I and feel like beetles. For, for, how much do they pay him for those? I want to know. I feel like for Tuk Tuk, yeah. they literally just put a microphone to an empty stomach and just went and just, just wait for it to make some noises. He's a fucking treasure, though. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. I've talked about this in the listener community. I'm going to do it again. Resident Alien. Check it out. It's a TV show where he plays an alien. It's a lot of fun. Um, he He's just like his facial tics and things that he does are amazing. He's a very, very talented actor. Um, so, yeah, just him showing up in re- random Disney movies as creatures. I'm, awesome. I'm going to say, if Disney are going to pay any actor money just to make random noises as a creature, I am glad it's him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind Gilbert Godfrey. Mm. Anyway, Gilbert, moving on. Gilbert, Gilbert Godfrey was talked to. Like, ah, ah. <laughs> um, look, I, I, overall, I was, I was disappointed with this film. It took two hours to go not very many places that it should have gone. So um, I'm going to give this one a 6.5. It wasn't like it's, it's good to look at, but I, do, I think as soon as you look past the surface of this film... Um, it's it's not really that great. Watch Moana, much better film mm. for the same amount of time. Thomas? Yeah, I think overall I don't think it was bad. Um, I don't think Disney really make that many bad films. Um, well, uh, <laughs> they, they, they make some bad films, but like I Captain think they put... Marvel, Thor the Dark No, 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 but look, 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 but they make mediocre they don't necessarily make awful films. I don't yes. think they would... Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. In the last, like, <laughs> few years. Okay. Yeah, they're they're getting more um, consistent with making their films. And I think, I, think, I think they can consistently be mediocre or better. Yeah. Um, and to me, this film was mediocre. Mediocre! Um, or, like, oh, but middle of the range. I still thought it was all right, and if kids wanted to watch it, I thought it would have been fine. I was originally looking at about a 6.5 or a 7. After actually talking about the moral of these stories, and the fact is that Disney films are meant to be modern-day fairy tales. They're meant to be what you show kids, and they're meant to take something from it which yeah. is, which is which is what they which is what they've sold that's what they've sold across these Disney princess ranges is it's meant to be almost teaching morality through modern day fairy tale yeah absolutely 100% and i think this is a really bad message yeah <laughs> blind <laughs> trust so i i think i'm going to go down to i think i'll give it a 6 because it's good but yeah that message is kind of shit yeah <laughs> And uh, I mean, we, we talked a lot about like um, some of the characters and the the the, the fact that they're using uh, Asian characters to portray, you know, to voice Asian characters Char- in the yeah. film. Um, but there's a the Chineseification, I suppose, of Disney cinema. Like they they do a lot of things now for Chinese audiences. Yeah, and there's been a lot of them. We saw it in the Mulan. Um, mm. Yeah, and there's just a weird past to go down like they continue to make those types of roles so uh, i'm not saying whitewash films and make them about white people again i'm just thinking like yeah there are other cultures and other things that they could access which have some really rich histories that they could potentially use and not just continue to pander to chinese audiences because yeah yeah i mean there's so many other really awesome rich cultural heritages out there that they could choose to pick from and they choose to continually go down china because uh, chinese pathways because that's where the money is 
No, well, we're, yeah. but, but even a little it's, bit. It's a it, bit disappointing. But I mean, like, Aladdin's not whitewashed or anything. No, like no, that. no. And yeah. you've got um, all the other ones. So Hercules was Greek, obviously. But, um, all different sort of things. But I think you're right. They're very much sort of going in that one yeah. direction at the moment. Yeah. It would be nice to get them mixing it up a bit. Yes, absolutely. Yes. There we go. It's, oh, yeah. I think, I'm hosting. I don't know no, why. No, I, was, I, was, I literally oh. turned to duty to just be like, oh, are you going to wrap it up? No, no. I, uh, <laughs> I was going to... I had it on my phone. I put, fucking put my phone down and I just had a fucking brain fart. Um, I did put it up on the listener community, a place that all listeners can go to to hang out, chat shit, and also participate in random polls that I put up during the week. <laughs> uh, I was listening to movie reviews in 20 Qs and they were talking about uh, the classic film The Mummy uh, and <laughs> thinking, which is better, The Mummy or Independence Day? It's- Independence Day, clearly. What? <laughs> it's, it's the mummy. <laughs> and if we the, look, it's at, the mummy. And if we look at the it's, scores, it's, yeah. Independence Day, twelve votes. The mummy, twenty-one. Yeah. I feel like that. I feel like that's a good yeah, way. That's what it was. I was I talking to Siobhan yesterday this morning about a film that she hadn't seen that had to see. She hasn't seen Independence Day. Uh, she can give it a skip. <laughs> Pardon, please. It's, it's mediocre. Pardon. Yeah, no, it's better than this. It's it's better than Ray and the this, Last Dragon. This yeah. is a mediocre film. I think when you said mediocre, that that absolutely describes the scoring for this film. Um, yeah, it's down there. It, Independence Day is not mediocre. It is a, a very fun film. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Whether or not it's better than The Mummy is is a, it's not. <laughs> it, it's debatable. <laughs> I would suggest it's debatable, but like, yeah, it, it's still a very fun film to watch. I, I feel like this is also that, or that is a way to to like. Oh. Yeah, let's do a fucking retro revival. Let's just pick two fucking movies. Let's have we'll, we'll go. What's better out of the two? Of course, the Mummy. I think we've already done the Mummy though. I think what we should do no. probably is make it on theme with the episode we were talking about. That would probably make it more relevant. <laughs> it probably would. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be relevant, just like me, you can head into my van or the, <laughs> the Facebook listener community. Come and pet my dragon. <laughs> I totally Coming. thought he was going to ask people to do reviews. Do reviews, people. <laughs> we, uh, Tom is taking back control of this hosting spot. And He's taking the reins of the gyroscope. <laughs> <laughs> they roll. He's taking control of the magnet, which is the show. <laughs> All right, that has been episode, insert episode number here. We're not going to do that, so uh, it'll be there somewhere. Uh, we have been talking... Raya the Last Dragon. I hope you have enjoyed that. We know you have a choice when listening to pop culture podcasts, and you clearly picked the one with nerd in the title. He's going with the classic exit. Yes, yeah. I am going with the classic exit. Um, so, thank you very much, gentlemen. It has been a pleasure, and I have been Tom, signing off. This has been Duty actually telling you what the word is, and the word is nerd. Baka! Oh, well, everybody's heard about the nerd. Nerd, 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 nerd. Nerd is the word. Oh, well, I know. <laughs>